Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Red Zone Power Play Podcast. This is going to be our post-conference finals and crazy trade news episode. Um, we're just going to hop right in. Um, Matthew Stafford has just been dealt to the LA Rams for Jared Goff, two firsts, and a third-round pick. Um, that's insane. The Rams just like got absolutely fleeced, and I don't think there's any <laughs> way around it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Eve, I'm going to let you go ahead, man. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, who would have thought this would happen at like 10 p.m. on a Saturday night? <laughs> I mean, it, no, it, it's just crazy because, like, w- we figured we saw news all this week that Matthew Stafford was getting close to being traded. And we found out last week that the Lions and Matthew Stafford were going to part ways in some capacity, and that obviously being a trade. And obviously, uh, from reading some of it, uh, there were some teams that were interested in Matthew Stafford, but the Rams just had more to give. And yeah, I think you're right. Like the Rams absolutely got fleeced in this trade for sure. Um, I mean, we talked about this before the episode began. I mean, Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's just entering like his prime level because he's 32 years old. He's not young. He's not old. But he, you know, he's reaching somewhat of that level. But and on the other side, you got Jared Goff, who is 26 years old and who had a 42 and 27 record with the Rams over his uh, tenure there. And uh, after the Super Bowl, he was rewarded a 134 million contract extension, with 110 of that was guaranteed. And you know, obviously leading the Rams to the Super Bowl 53 appearance, but then losing to the New England Patriots. And they really just, then the following year, they had a winning record, but then they didn't make the playoffs. And now this year, Jared Goff kind of led them back to the playoffs. So either way, I, I this trade works out so well for Matthew Stafford against Jared Goff, because look at the weapons that Matthew Stafford has right now. He has Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Um, Tyler Higby, uh, who, who's their, who's their running back? I, Cam Akers, no. Akers, yeah, and Daryl yeah, Henderson. Cam, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Yeah, the backfield I've complained about for three months. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, there's, and of course, a defense. Something that has eluded Matthew Stafford his whole career when he was with the Lions. He's got probably the best defensive tackle in all of football on his team now. And it's just great. I mean, and then let's look at the other side here too with Jared Goff going to Detroit. You know, he has some weapons in uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, and Marvin Jones. Like you and I talked about this before before we started here. But now Jared Goff doesn't have a defense. And he, I don't think he's going to do too well in Detroit for at least – I don't know the uh, the next few years, however long he'll be there. But at the at the end of the day, th- this works out so well for Matthew Stafford because now he's playing in a really a wide open conference. If you think about it, because I know Seattle won it this year, but L A was right there. L A was right there with them this year, so they could easily win it next year. I I, I think this works out pretty well for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I agree. I mean. Um, Stafford, I mean, they were pretty good for a few years there when Megatron was in Detroit, but they never really had a chance to contend. Um, being that they had Aaron Rodgers in his, in the middle of his prime. Um, it's hard to say that he's not in his prime anymore after the season he just put up, but, 
Um, they had to contend with that. They had to contend with the Bears being decent for a few years. You know, they had the Vikings good for a few years. So they really never had a shot um, to get a good seed because there was always a team or two that were better than them in that division. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough because Stafford goes to the Rams and he's 32, which if you think about it in a quarterback kind of career timeline, 32 is pretty much like mid-prime. You know, like that's when they're like really settled in, fully developed, because that's only, you know, five, six, seven years into their career, depending on how old they are when they come out of college or start, you know, being the full time starter. So I don't know. Like you said, he has a really good defense, you know, Ramsey, Aaron Donald and the other playmakers they have on that side of the ball on offense. He goes with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You mentioned all these guys already, but um, it's hard not to keep mentioning it because he finally has an opportunity and he's a guy that you can still build around because the kind of quarterback that he is, he's going to be playing warm weather games. Most of the time, LA, San Francisco, Arizona's indoors. And it's also warm. And Seattle most of the season is pretty decent until you get in the uh, like November, December ish time. So he's got a good shot and you figure like a lot of the teams in the NFC play in pretty warm weather um, cities aside from obviously the NFC North. But I mean, Dude, <laughs> the Rams just got fleeced, and and Goff's good. Don't get me wrong; he's got the talent, he's got the potential. But as a a younger quarterback with the kind of potential that he has, um, going to a team like the Lions, you know, Galladay and DeAndre Swift are good, um, and T.J. Hawkinson's there too. I keep forgetting about him, the tight end. But uh, I don't know. The Lions are going to have to do a little bit of. Uh, I don't know. It's. They got two first round picks, so it's hard to say that they have to do some work, but they're going to have to build around Jared Goff. You know, they they were building around Stafford, and I think the early retirement of Calvin Johnson really kind of screwed the Lions' plans and a lot of what they were trying to do. Um, obviously, you can't fault the guy, injuries, keeping himself safe, healthy, whatever. You can't you can't take that away from him, but um, I don't know. You got to use those picks wisely. They got to use their own picks wisely, and Goff might have to endure a couple of years of. I don't know, some pretty bad football. So um, Let, Let's not ignore the fact, too, that Jared Goff is going to a new head coach, and not just any head coach, a first-year head coach. Yeah, he's going, huge. Yeah, he's going from one of the greatest offensive mindsetted head coaches in the NFL to a first-year head coach. So mm-hmm. who is this guy again? I forget his name. I have no idea, but on the flip side – Matthew Stafford gets to go from Matt Patricia to Sean McVay. Yeah. <laughs> he is the ultimate winner in this deal. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, just the Lions head coach is really going to say, okay, well, I, I have to develop like this play action pass stuff that was working for Jared Goff in LA, but it's just not going to be as creative as it was because Sean McVay is one of the, like I said, one of the greatest offensive minded head coaches. So yes, it really works out for Matthew Stafford because – Sean Mc, you know Sean McVay is going to develop an offensive game plan that's going to suit so well for Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. And and again, he's a guy that you know he's got a massive arm. You know he's got a ton of heart. He's going to play every down. He's never going to give up on the team. He's just one of those guys that you want to have on your team. I've always been a Matt Stafford fan. Um just kind of like what he brings. You know, he's a He's kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger in a way, you know, reminds me of that type of quarterback. Um, you know, Stafford's a great quarterback to build around for that L.A. team that, 
you know, the stars aren't necessarily like, you know, 22, 23, they're in their kind of like upper twenties, you know? Um, so they're in a good spot where everybody's kind of on the same, you know, age timeline, everybody's kind of hitting their prime, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, I really think the Rams are maybe like an offensive lineman and a linebacker away from being the NFC's representative in the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, they were that two years ago. Um, they just weren't quite ready. McVay was too young, um, inexperienced, but now he's got that experience. So um, I could see this team turning into a, a legit threat for the next, you know, five, six years with Stafford and the kind of guys they can be drafting, uh, especially with, um, you know, uh, kind of any other acquisitions they might make. I agree completely. I agree completely. But the scary part, you know, I've seen all over Twitter is uh, if this is what the haul for Matt Stafford is, the haul for Deshaun Watson might be too much for any team to pay. Um, if this sets the market, you're looking at maybe five first round picks and an entire team's defense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you said before we got on, not to steal it from you, I'll give you credit for it, but Deshaun Watson might cost the Steelers five firsts, a third, and every player on the defense minus TJ Minka and uh and Devin Bush. So Exactly. Um <laughs> I mean, exactly. there are not many teams that can pay that kind of price, you know, for the Jets to get them. It might cost them, you know, their first this year. Um, you know, their first is the second overall plus the Seahawks first. And um, maybe a guy like Sam Darnold. And I don't even know. They, I don't know what kind of talent they have that's um, high draft pick that's really going to benefit them. It might just be five first round picks and Sam Darnold for Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, um, yeah, dude, there's. There's not many teams that can pay that steep of a price for a quarterback, let alone, um, you know, afford <laughs> what goes along with it. So um, it's crazy. But yeah, that's definitely the news we wanted to get out there first. But I think the next bit of news we should cover or kind of like the, the updates would be uh, Art Rooney II had a press conference with the Pittsburgh media um, kind of following the whole exit interviews, that sort of thing for the for the Steelers. And if you want to go ahead and um, give an update on what he said, what's going to happen with uh, Ben Roethlisberger potentially and into next season. Yeah, he basically just said that um, they want Ben back and they're happy to have Ben back. But obviously the cap issue, it, the, it, the only issue is the cap. Because as we've said this before, Ben Roethlisberger is due 41 point. Two million dollars this uh, off season. It's gonna it's gonna hit the Steelers pretty hard. Uh, obviously, we've seen that. We, we've said that all before. And again, we're gonna have to see how it all goes down. Uh, they also said that they want. Uh, they're not giving up on Bud Dupree, so that that could that that's something to keep an eye out. And they definitely want T.J. Watt back too. Uh, they're gonna have, try to get T.J. Watt. You know a long-term deal. Hopefully that happens this off season, but if it doesn't, it definitely will happen next off season because that way the Steelers will have plenty of money to re-sign him to a long-term deal. But you know, I mean, I, the Steelers are just gonna have to figure this out. Art Rooney and Kevin Colbert, all the, all the front office guys, they really just got to figure this out. Whether that be, uh, they, they have to reduce Ben's salary. That that's, that's the priority right now. If you want Ben Roethlisberger back, and I think they do, and I think a lot of Steeler fans want him back too, Kevin Colbert, Art Rooney II, they have to reduce his uh, his current contract deal. And I think I was listening to Get Up the other day, 
And uh, Dan Graziano said that I think the lowest that they could get Ben Roethlisberger's deal to is twenty-two million. I mean, it, I mean, it that that's good, but at the same time, it doesn't solve all their issues. So it, it'll be interesting to see. But at the end of the day, like I said, I you have to reduce Ben Roethlisberger's salary cap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, $41 million is a lot to pay. It makes him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Um, you know, he showed through the first, you know, 9, 10, 11 games of the season that um, he was in that kind of top 10 in the league conversation. I mean, like we've said before, we had him in potential MVP talks if he would have kept it up because, I mean, he really did look good enough to be in that conversation, especially coming off what he came, you know, off of injury-wise. Um, I think that obviously, you know, Alex Smith's the shoe in for comeback player, but if Ben would have kept up what he did the first 10 weeks of the season, there's a good chance that even with Alex Smith coming back, Ben would have won. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, uh, I don't know. It's tough because if you can get it down to that 22 number, um, I think that that's a better number for the team. And obviously it would allow you some flexibility to bring back a Bud Dupree or a Juju Smith Schuster. Um, or even a Matt Filer, who wouldn't be bad to have. Obviously, he's a little bit older and not necessarily the um, best, you know, <laughs> guard or tackle that we have on the team. But it's good to have depth, um, especially if they might spend that first round pick on something other than an offensive lineman. But uh, I don't know. I think if you can get him down to twenty two, you know, you free up like nineteen million. Um, it kind of screws you down the road, and you're kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit, but. There's nothing wrong with that in my eyes at this point. You know, you're gonna you're gonna do exactly what a team who has a franchise quarterback is gonna do. Um, you're gonna you're gonna build around him and try to win while you have him at a point where he can actually um, play football. Still, you know, it's one of those things that if it gets to a point where Ben looks like Drew Brees, where he can't throw the ball downfield, he's really struggling mentally. Then, yeah, you maybe consider that whole like just buy out or tell him please retire. Um, you know, I don't know if Ben's going to get to that point before he would retire. I think he would kind of tell him, you know, he's not in position to throw for 80,000 yards in his career. It's He's not getting there. So um, <clears throat> he's never going to set, you know, the passing records, being that Brady is literally still playing and probably going to play another two or three years. Um, ben doesn't have that in him. Exactly. Like Ben, if Brady stopped right now and never played another regular season game, if Ben played until he was 42, 43, he might get there. But Brady's going to keep playing, and Ben is more likely to retire before Brady does. So um, he doesn't really have that kind of stuff to play for. So I feel like he would just kind of say, all right, you know, maybe it's time for me to be done um, before his body would break down enough. But being a bigger size guy, he's going to hold up a little better um, in terms of durability – or not durability, but, you know, kind of his skills uh, staying up to par a little longer. But yeah. um, the Steelers really do – have their best chance of winning with Ben Roethlisberger because they're not going to make a Deshaun Watson trade as much as we want it. Um, I just think that if you can lower the cap hit, bring back, you know, Bud on maybe like a $10 million deal, you know, bet on him coming back after his ACL and then say, all right, well, you had a good year. We're not going to afford you after another good year. So thank you for everything. You extended Ben's, you know, window another year or whatever. Yeah. Um, ben wants Juju back. It allows you to the, the, the ability to sign Juju. Um, and I guess we haven't really talked Steelers since Vance McDonald retired. Um, the cap is actually $5 million higher than was anticipated. Vance McDonald retiring opened about another $10 million. Um, so basically there's, there's another $15 million that we didn't really count on 
Um, so the Steelers are definitely in a little bit better position than the last time we uh, analyzed their cap situation. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to touch touch up on like what you said that with uh, Ben Roethlisberger being your best chance to win because he is. Because if you look at the Steelers' current quarterback room, you got Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins. Which I don't think I don't think we touched up on that. I, I don't think we touched up on the Dwayne Haskins move. I don't think we did either. I don't think we've done a a big Steelers talk or anything really since. Yeah, yeah. So like um. Quite personally, I think I like the move because it's just for a year, and I think Dwayne Haskins can learn under Ben for a year. And I think the change of environment for Dwayne Haskins is good because if you think about it, the, the kid is from Maryland. So I'm not saying that he was doing this every night or anything, but my dad and I were talking about it because we're Ohio State fans and we watch Dwayne Haskins play at Ohio State. But anyway, regardless of that, uh, you're hanging out with your high school buddies a lot. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or anything. And I'm not saying that they're like bad influences on him, but it's just not the right environment to be in when you're playing, when you're professional football player. And maybe that's what ultimately led him to go to that strip club without a mask. And that's what got him released from the Washington football team. So I think a change of scenery and a chance to develop under a veteran future Hall of Fame quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger for sure I I think is going to be great for Dwayne Haskins. Is he the future of the Steelers? No, I don't think so unless he can show something maybe in preseason or whatever, but regardless of that. And then going back to the topic, uh, Josh Dobbs, but I think the Steelers are going to let go of Josh Dobbs. And obviously the Steelers let go of uh, Duck Hodges, who is now actually playing for – who got signed by the Rams. So good for him. But yes, Ben Roethlisberger for sure gives you the best chance to win. I think he gives you the best chance to make the playoffs and even win the Super Bowl. But at the same time, what the Steelers need to do, we've said this a lot over the offseason, once the Steelers lost to the Browns, but in the offseason, what the Steelers need to do is rebuild that offensive line and develop a run game. That's the only way you're going to get Ben Roethlisberger to the promised land. That's the only way we cannot have Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game. That's just not going to cut it. It's not cutting Mm -hmm. it at all. Absolutely. And we even say it, you know, during the game, um, you Dante and I, we have a a group chat and every time Ben throws too much or you can kind of tell too much Ben's been a bad thing. We talk about it. Yep. um, You know, we, we really do look at it and we see it, you know, the more Ben throws the either they're down a lot because he's throwing a lot. Uh, or he's throwing a lot because they're down a lot. So um, I don't know. So, you know, when he was younger, it was good to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. But now it's almost one of those things where too much Ben isn't necessarily the best thing. And throughout his career, that can kind of be said was the narrative. There were points in time where Ben having the ball and throwing as much as possible was a good thing. 2016, 17, 18 ish. Um, but, but a lot of his career, too much Ben has not been good. Um, and, and it's one of those things where next year you kind of need to bring in a running back or hope that Benny Snell develops into what you saw in him um, that can run for that 1,100, 1,200 yards and keep the ball out of Ben's hand a lot of the time and take care of games against, you know, um, Cincinnati who might still not be ready yet or 
Cleveland if they lose a couple guys or anything happens over there, or even the Ravens if they're not you know up to their standards again. Um, and then obviously they're gonna have to play the Bills, um, winning the division in both sides. So they're gonna play the Bills once. Um, they'll play the Titans once. They'll have to play uh, Chiefs. I'm trying to think. Yeah, the Chiefs. There it is. So um, I don't know. It's tough, and I don't know which AFC division they play most next year. I think it's the East. No, it's um, the West. We play the, the West. West. So yeah, we play the West next year. So it'll be the Chargers, Raiders, um, and the Broncos, which. The Broncos always give us a game, and in Mile High, sometimes Ben's not the best. Um, I think know. I think this year though is in I think it's in Heinz Field. Okay, well, either way, I mean, it, the AFC West is a good division. Um, yeah, you know, three out of the four teams are actually really solid teams. Um, it, it's just one of those things that you need a running back, you need an offensive line, and you need to be able to you know extend what Ben can give you if that's the route you're going to go. Yeah, unfortunately, the last time we played the uh, AFC West back in 2018, we didn't beat it. We didn't beat them at all. We didn't beat a single the team. The classic AFC. Raiders yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> the wooden Boswell unfortunately slipped and fell to tie the game. Yep. yep. I didn't watch that game, but I listened to it, and I was just – I remember throwing my headphones down. I was like, oh, did that really just happen? Yeah, <laughs> there's just, only – there's only been two times in my life listening to a football game where I've had a big reaction to a kicker. Polar opposites. That was one, the Boswell thing, just kind yeah. of throwing it, you know, kind of losing my mind. And the the other one was Chris Blewett kicking the 53-yarder to beat Clemson my freshman year of college. So um, <laughs> that was a massive thing for Pitt. But, uh, you know, but it's one of those things that the kicker can be noticeable or unnoticeable. And sometimes <laughs> noticeable right. is bad. But, right. Um, the Steelers certainly have a lot on their plate, and obviously we'll keep uh, updating and giving news on what's happening. Um, championship weekend was last weekend. Um, the Bucks took care of business against the Packers. There were a couple calls that didn't really make a whole lot of sense on the side of the refs. Um, you know, the one non-call was the hold uh, on a Packers receiver. I think it was Lazard mm-hmm. um, by one of the – I think it was Murphy Bunting was holding him, um, and it was pretty blatant, like, shoulder of the jersey pulled down almost to his elbow um but if you're not going to call that why are you calling what happened in the last two minutes so um certainly some controversy there but i think more than anything it comes down to uh the the whole decision to kick a field goal with four minutes left against tom brady Um, (laughs) that's a big mistake you know you're not going to get the ball back so um the bucks took care of business anything you want to add to that uh, not really. Just um, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of calls that th- those calls definitely could have were iffy, and they could have gone, and they could have gone either way. Especially the last one that really cost the Packers the game. But at the same time, Matt Lafleur, you need to realize that you have the league's MVP at quarterback. Go for it on fourth and goal. Just just go for it. Tr- try to risk it because then if your defense does get the stop, that's deep. You're deep in their in your own territory. You're deep in their own territory, so they can punt it, and then you can possibly get a good return out of it. I mean, you well, still the other side of it too is if you lose by the MVP, you won by the MVP all season. So at least you ran your dog until the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then just just to add up on some. Other things that have gone out this week in the world, Aaron Rodgers is not leaving Green Bay. Let, no let, yeah, no. Let's just let's just cut that out right now because I remember reading this 
article on Aaron Rodgers' contract situation, if like the Packers were to move on from him next year, which would make the most sense, the Packers would save, I think, like 30-some million dollars or so, and then they would lose like 19 in dead money. But then like if they were to move on from him this year after this season, the Packers would lose, I think, like, yeah, no, the Packers would lose like thirty some million in dead money and only save uh, like fourteen million or nine million. I forget what it was, but it, it was a lot of money, and it just did not make sense. So there's no way that yeah, there's no way that the Packers are moving on from Aaron Rodgers. He is going to be a Green Bay Packer until he can until he retires for the rest of his career. Yeah, they. <laughs> It's the whole thing. It's even like Brett Favre. It was until the point where Brett Favre was not winning them football games that they let him go. The Packers yeah. are a team like the Steelers where it's consistency and tradition. They're going to keep their names, their big dogs, until they aren't winning them football games. And when it comes to a point where Aaron Rodgers cannot win a football game effectively for the Green Bay Packers, he will be gone. But that's not going to be for like four or five years. Yeah. He is one of those guys. He's not necessarily like, you know, he doesn't have the success of Tom Brady but he has better skill and IQ than Tom Brady ever has. Oh yeah. You look, I mean, you look at his career passer rating. I think it's like 105 now. Yeah. And he's got less than a hundred picks over 400 touchdowns. So his touchdown interception is better than four to one. Tom Brady's is pretty good, but it's not that good. Um, Aaron Rodgers is consistent. He's as good as it gets. He's got weapons all around him and they continue. They just need to learn how to like build up an offensive line and give him some more weapons. At exactly. The position. Exactly. Um, but, but truthfully, I think that you're absolutely right. Rodgers is staying. Um, those calls are quite unfortunate. You know, obviously the Bucks move on. Tom Brady reaches his 10th Super Bowl, uh, looking to win a seventh as a player. Um, but the other side of, the, of the conferences, we have the Chiefs defeating the Bills. Um, the Bills, <laughs> the kicks of field goals early, um, and you don't beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals. That it, It's just not going to happen. Um, See, we saw the same story last year in the playoffs with the Chiefs. They were down big, or at least they were down by a little bit, and then they just came back and won by a lot. And that was exactly mm-hmm. what happened this time in the, in the AFC Championship game. They were down by nine. It was nine-nothing. Should have been ten nothing, but uh, Bills kicker missed an extra point. <laughs> yep. So it was nine nothing, and then the Chiefs just absolutely stomped on the Bills. Yep. And, and the Bills are a young team; they're going to get better. They'll be back there. Josh Allen's good. Diggs is good. Beasley's good. Oh yeah. Um, they're they'll be back. They're a very good team. I really believe in them. I have a lot of hopes for them. Um, basically, that leaves us with a Mahomes Brady Super Bowl. Um, basically the exact storyline that the NFL wanted. Um, yeah, right. It's your new star versus the greatest of all time. Um, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. Tom Brady's trying to um, lead his new team in his first year to a Super Bowl. So we'll get into previewing and picking that next week. Um, we have the Pro Bowl this week, so we'll have a, a down week from picks. Um, it's you not, know, even, it's not even a game, though. It's It's just like a, I don't know, celebration of the players. Yeah, I think that's all they're doing is just kind of like virtually celebrating. But <laughs> it's just a participation trophy award. It's like, hey, good job, guys, good job. You guys, you guys yeah, played well this much. year. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your great season. Here's a here's a plaque or like a diploma. <laughs> or something. I mean, I don't know what you give the guys, but 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into picking the Super Bowl next week. We'll break it down um, from all angles. We'll hopefully have Dante on for that too. Um, you know, we've we've been trying to get content out, but um, school started back up for me. Eve, I know you've had work. Yeah, uh, we're gonna try and get out content when we can. Um, even if it means it's one of us flying solo to get something out for you guys, we want you to have um, as much content as possible. So um, we'll try and keep you updated, and then we'll um, really work on you know, draft stuff and everything else coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just, uh, we'll, we'll try to get content out like while we can, like you said, Zach, uh, we'll try to post more on social media just to let you guys know like, Hey, what's going on? Uh, whether or not like, okay, so we're not going to be able to have all, all the whole crew here together. So if we're just going to get a pens episode, if we're going to get like a hockey episode out, maybe like one of us will tweet out like, I'm going solo on this episode or like the same thing, like with football, if one of us wants to go solo on it, we'll tweet that out too. And we'll let you guys know like when, like we're recording and when we plan to get the content out there. Absolutely. We definitely want to keep you guys informed. Um, obviously uh, we're, we're not much older than, you know, 23 years old. So um, we're, we're still dealing with school and, and work, but, uh, we're definitely trying to, to get this out to you guys. It's something we love to do and we hope that you guys are enjoying it as well. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, this wraps up our episode. We wanted to get those news stories out, um, try and get out some content for this week and then we'll worry about the Super Bowl next week. Um, hope everybody's been healthy, safe, um, and, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you guys. Have a good weekend.